It's now time to discuss more of the headlines and simple keywords with Adam, who is, of course, joining us over Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, uh, John. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I've had a, a challenging weekend. Uh, I sent my oh. wife for a Mother's Day trip to Jeju yeah. Island over the weekend. So I okay. had You sent p- her there, didn't go along with her? No, no. So <laughs> I watched the kids over the weekend. Ah. So, uh, but my, my kids are mostly well-behaved, so it wasn't too yeah. difficult. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was okay. Well, let's get started. Uh, first keyword of the day. G7. President Yoon will attend the G7 summit in Hiroshima, Japan, later this week. Um, he has uh, quite a full diplomatic schedule, uh, so give us the rundown. Yeah, so he's been having quite a busy diplomatic schedule, hasn't he? He's had a bilateral summit with the Japanese Prime Minister, Fumio Kishida. Not long before that, he also uh, had a summit with um, the US President Joe Biden as well. So he's been busy on the diplomatic trail uh, from the beginning of this year. And uh, it's going to be no different this week as well. He'll be attending the three-day summit uh, of the G7 starting of Friday, he's going as a leader of an invited country, note, as uh, South Korea is not a G mem- uh, G7 member. Now, you plans to attend uh, what's known as an outreach meeting where the leaders of the G7 nations, as well as other relevant countries, are scheduled to discuss various global challenges. You also plans to take part in a trilateral summit with US President Joe Biden and the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida. That's where a lot of Um, eyes will be on, especially here in Korea. They are expected to discuss the ongoing threats posed by North Korea's weapons uh, programs and uh, missile uh, nuclear threats and ways to enhance the supply chains of semiconductors and other vital products. Among the agenda items may be their agreement in Cambodia last November to share missile warning data in real time, of course, as part of efforts to deter North Korean threats again. And they are also likely to talk about the energy crisis and other common challenges such as climate change and whatnot. Now, the three-way meeting may come on the last day of the summit as the first and second days are kind of packed with G7-related events. Uh, Yun also plans to make a joint visit with uh, Kishida to a monument dedicated to South Korean victims of the 1945 atomic bombing of Hiroshima. It will be the first visit to the memorial by a South Korean president and the first joint visit by the leaders of the two countries. Uh, well, meanwhile, bilateral meetings with other G7 leaders are also being planned on the sidelines. Uh, you will be the fourth South Korean president to attend a G7 summit. And... Um... He is also scheduled for some summits here in Seoul as well as the world leaders gather in Japan. They're going to make a a little side visit to Seoul to um, discuss some topics with the South Korean president. Yeah, as usual um, or customary, there are a lot of leaders who are making trips uh, to a certain region. They often go to kind of neighboring countries as well. Uh, One of them being the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, who will make an official three-day visit to Korea Uh, Starting tomorrow, in fact, and this is to mark the 60th anniversary of the establishment of diplomatic ties. Uh, Yuna Trudeau will hold a summit on Wednesday, followed by a joint press conference and an official dinner. On the same day, Trudeau will uh, deliver an address at the National Assembly. Immediately after returning from Japan, Yuna will hold a summit with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz in Seoul. 
which will be also followed by a press conference and a working dinner. The next day, Yoon will hold a summit with European Council President Charles Michel and European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. All right. Jumping over to the next keyword of the day. Nursing Act veto. Okay, tensions may escalate in medical circles as President Yoon could veto the controversial Nursing Act within this week. We've been talking about this for a while, but what's the latest updates? Yeah, so if, if tensions weren't escalated already, they may escalate uh, further. Uh, as you say, the People Power Party of the government, they have decided to ask the president to veto the act, which was uh, pretty much railroaded by the um, opposition uh, Democratic Party using their majority in parliament. And this came after a high-level policy consultation meeting with the top brass of both sides. The decision was made amid strong protests from doctors and nursing assistants uh, over the law. Uh, it is designed, of course, to help clarify the scope of nurses' duties and improve their working conditions. Uh, Prime Minister Handok Su said during the meeting uh, and noted that the passage of the bill without a social consensus has caused serious conflicts and confusion. Um, the bill was sent on May 4th to the government for you to give his final approval. Upon receiving it, must, uh, he must either sign it into law or reject it within 15 business days. And therefore, the deadline is this Friday. So if a visa was to come, it may come within this week. Now, the health ministry said it will work to arbitrate disputes in the medical community till the end so as to prevent large-scale strikes, which uh, both sides have threatened to do. However, a confusion kind of seems to be inevitable at the moment. Each group has threatened to take collective action if the president does not decide in favour of their respective sides. So giving President Yoon a bit of a headache at the moment. Now, the nurses community sees the law as essential in redefining their jobs. They're the advocates of this bill. They have lashed out at the PPP and the government's decision um, for a veto request, and they held uh, related rallies uh, over the weekend. On the other hand, doctors say the law would give nurses too much authority and ruin the hierarchical uh, cooperative system between doctors um, and nurses. Other medical workers, especially nursing assistants as well, claim they could suffer discrimination. So nursing assistants are also people who are on the same side as doctors saying that um, they could uh, disrupt the system that is currently in place at hospitals. Okay, we'll just have to wait and see if the uh, president indeed will veto that bill and then um, see what the fallout is from that. Going to the uh, third keyword of the week or the day, I should say. DP crypto scandal. So uh, Democratic Party lawmaker Kim Nam-kuk, he has been at the center of this controversy over his um, cryptocurrency investments. Announced yesterday that he is uh, leaving the party, although I think he said temporarily. Uh, what's the latest from here? Right, so Kim said in a Facebook post, uh, quote, I am very apologetic to my fellow party members whom I respect. He added that he will temporarily leave the DP as it is not right to pass the burden on to the party and its members. He, however, has maintained that there were no illegalities in his possession of uh, dealings in cryptocurrencies. He blamed the media for false articles about him and said that he will take legal action. And he also said that he will 
continue to fight for his innocence as an independent lawmaker. Now, noting the importance of next year's general election, Kim said he believes that the controversial issues surrounding him should no longer affect the party's approval rating. Uh, Kim repeatedly tried to clarify the situation since the issue uh, kind of broke out a week ago. However, his explanations were found to be a bit contradictory and questions were also raised about his ethics when it came to light that he was uh, trading cryptocurrencies during National Assembly uh, committee sessions. Um, now, the controversy surrounding his cryptocurrency investments first surfaced last week when the media reported that he owned six billion won worth of a token called WeMix that were issued by the game publisher WeMaze. Now, it was reported that Kim offloaded all of his investment just before the so-called travel rule took effect in March last year. Now, the rule requires the disclosure of the identity of a buyer and seller when a cryptocurrency exchange exceeds 1 million won. Uh, WeMix itself is also a very controversial cryptocurrency that was delisted um, from all four exchanges in Korea, in fact, for uh, problematic distribution uh, of issued tokens as well as false information. Uh, the DP said it will continue with its investigation into the um, allegations surrounding Kim. There were reports suggesting that those investigations may halt because they can't really investigate an independent lawmaker, but the DP has certainly said that he'll certainly look into the matter further. Mm. I don't think this is the end to um, talks concerning cryptocurrency as governments right. around the world are starting to tighten the legislation uh, surrounding the digital currencies that are available. A lot of them are actually scams, like you mentioned, with this uh, WeMix coin as well. Yeah. Okay, jumping over to the uh, fourth keyword of the day. Bank loan jump. So the number of bank loans being taken out has soared amid a slight drop in loan interest rates. So uh, can we expect a little bit of a cooling down on the uh, high rates that we've seen over the last year or so? Well, uh, I, think, I think it's a bit early to kind of speculate uh, on that. We'll certainly have to see how the Fed and the Bank of Korea uh, goes forward with their monetary po uh, policy. But it certainly looks, especially in the U.S. as well, that monetary tightening may be uh, easing a little bit. And, of course, the BOK may follow suit with that. It's certainly frozen rates uh, uh, twice now. So we'll have to see uh, if that continues because interest rates are still quite high. But of course, the threat on the economy uh, is still uh, quite high as well. But if we look at the loan interest rate from banks, it has been dropping for a few days now. The lending rate of the uh, so-called mixed loan, which is basically a fixed rate loan for five years and then uh, changes thereafter, according to changes in the base rate, uh, is between 3.680 uh, to 5.796% across the four major banks in Korea. Uh, the bottom range is actually over one percentage point lower than uh, earlier uh, this year. Now, interest rates for tons of loans and credit loans are also dropping as well. Now, the drop is being attributed to banks taking preemptive measures to basically lower the lending rate uh, before financial authorities pressure them to do so amid signs that monetary tightening in the U.S. will kind of ease and fade. Uh, the drop in lending rates has subsequently, of course, led to more people taking out loans. It's interesting to see in the midst of these high interest rates, people weren't taking out loans as much. They weren't spending as much. But as soon as there's a sign of interest rates uh, dropping slightly, uh, people are quick to kind of take out loans of course, to spend more. Now, last month, the amount of household loans being taken out came to 
18.4 trillion won, um, which is almost uh, uh, double. Now, this could lead to more uh, household debts and in turn negatively impact the economy. That's why financial authorities are kind of keeping a close eye uh, on the situation so it doesn't spiral out of control because, of course, Korea has a chronic issue of high household debts. Now, on the other hand, bank deposit rates uh, have been dropping, basically, the amount of uh, money that people hold in bank accounts. This is leading to people uh, basically stop storing their money in checking or savings accounts. And, of course, this results in banks having uh, less capital and um, liquidity to kind of invest uh, in stocks, which is another moneymaker for them. But, of course, with the increase in loans, which is, of course, uh, another moneymaker for the for uh, retail banks anyway, uh, whether it balances uh, the two out uh, remains to be seen. Uh, whether this trend will continue also remains to be seen as well. Okay, and uh, let's jump to the final keyword of the day. FND spreads. Okay, so Korea has confirmed an additional foot and mouth disease case at a local farm, raising concerns of further spread. Uh, this is concerning because, um, you know, you have to cull so many animals and because uh, a lot of the farms are in close vicinity, it can spread quickly. So give us the updates. Right. So the latest case uh, brings the this year's total cases to six. Now, the latest case was found at a beef cattle farm in Chungpyeong County, North Chungsong province. Uh, it was raising 418 cows. Uh, it also marks the first case reported outside of Chongju, where all of the recent five FMD cases had been reported. Those cases were reported last Wednesday, and it was actually the first time in four years for Korea uh, to confirm uh, foot and mouth disease. Our authorities are culling several hundred cattle and carrying out intensive disinfection work in adjacent cities. The government has also issued a temporary standstill order on all animal farms and related facilities in Chongju, as well as Chungpyeong County and nearby regions. It will remain in effect until 8 p.m. tonight, in fact. Now, uh, FMD doesn't affect humans, but it is a concern as it could threaten the livelihoods of um, livestock uh, farmers. Uh, The government says the latest FMD cases may have come from abroad, uh, adding that the spread could actually be blocked uh, with a vaccine. So we'll have to see if they are able to contain the situation uh, with that. And of course, it's also a concern for us uh, average Jane and Joe, because, of course, food prices have been soaring lately as well. So, of course, if all these cattle uh, get uh, cold, then, of course, that could maybe result in higher prices for beef uh, as well. So we'll have to see what the knock-on effects will be. Right. Hanu prices are already high, but can get higher. Right. All right, Adam, thank you so much for your time this morning, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.